hello, hello. Welcome back to Productively Unproductive with Two Scoops. Hey, where two friends are just sharing different perspectives on all things life, love, and God. Yes, ma'am. So, how was your week? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's It's been an interesting week, right? Yeah. And long and short, I guess, Productively Unproductive, right? Productively <laughs> Unproductive, like kids started school this week how'd that go it was good i think you know the county that we live in has been extremely accommodating i'm low-key procrastinator not last so then just out of curiosity um what they have to do between monday and thursday so they kind of shared my laptop gotcha um well actually my youngest used my laptop and then my oldest used another laptop that we had it's like an hp stream but has some you know technical difficulties so i just wanted to make everything easy as easy as possible for them you know to get their work done so absolutely and i guess the only reason why i ask is because in your county is different like i know a couple kids in durham county um where um this week because they didn't they couldn't they ran out of the laptops that they were assigning the kids so they actually made this week like they had an hour meeting every morning um but other than that was it was like a get ready for school yeah, to start yeah, yeah. kind of week yeah so it was pretty low-key mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um until everyone you know it allowed everyone to get logged in and figure out the system and yeah. whatnot was it that kind of week because i know your kids are older than the ones that i um, no, like my nieces. So yeah, according to their website, they kind of built in and the first two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, is to just get used to everything cool. across the board. So I think you know maybe for high school, um, so both my kids are in high school now. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus, help me! Oh, dang. Um, both my kids are in high But I think for you know probably the younger kids are going to give them more time to get acclimated. The older kids, you know. Should they're be. they're gonna be going to college soon, so they have to get used to like figuring doing, it out. Figuring it out exactly. So um, I think for them, I was talking to my youngest, um, and she was saying that just it was just supposed to be this first week is kind of like a transition period where they get used to you know what time they're supposed to be on the zooms and stuff like that. The crazy thing for me, like not even for them, but the craziest thing for me is leaving in the morning to go to work with my book bag. Because I carry a book bag mm-hmm. with my, you know, my notebooks and all my stuff that I need for work. Mm-hmm. And a lunchbox. I go give them a hug and kiss goodbye. <laughs> instead of that. Yeah. Right, instead of the other way around. Oh, no, it no, no. is the strangest thing to me <laughs> to do that. Like, okay, you guys have a good day. I love you. Like, See you when I get home. Right, and they're just sitting at their desk, like, ready for whatever class. Cool. It, it is the crazy, like, this world that we live in right now is just so insane. It is wild. I agree. I think, okay, so not the same, but similar is, um, well, I think, let's first clarify. I don't remember if we shared this the last time, but um, so I think uh, we do have very two different perspectives, right? So I am single, been single for the better part of seven years. and no kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm 33. I'm going to be 34 um, at the end of this year. Okay, girl. Um, hey. Yes. And so I feel like where I do want kids and I want the relationship, I want all things. But um, 
14-year-old and a 16-year-old. I'm a freshman and a junior in mm-hmm. high school, which is is so funny to even say out loud. Like, I can't even believe it, but I am technically 37, but I'd like to claim forever 32. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to stick I, with. I would like to just claim 29. That's, Can I just stick yeah, to 29? Yeah, I'll be 32, you be 29. Hey, please I'm thank so you. down with that. Like, on the cakes going forward. Yes. Just so we know, for our other scoops, <laughs> on the cakes, we need 32 and 29. Done forever and always. That is, that is what we're doing. We're we're holding. No uh, aging without. Right, that. exactly. I mean, we don't look like we're aging, so why change the number? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, white does crack, so <laughs> I'm pretty I can't sure. can't take you. You probably should have said yes. I am black. I am contrary to popular belief. I am a very pale black person. And I am very pale white. <laughs> so. can't take you. Oh my god, you're so crazy. Um, but so, all that to say, very two different perspectives yeah. on life and love and God and all the things. Um, you know, I think that's what makes it amazing is we just have different perspectives and different experiences, right? 100%. Um, with that being said, did you listen to the sermon this morning? I did listen to the sermon this morning. Ooh, I got my whole life. Yeah. I have to be honest. Yeah. I got my whole life. It was right on time, which isn't it amazing how... Well, at least in, in my thought process, oh, you always get what you need. Always. always. Like, even when you don't want it, right. you get what you need. It's and almost like, like you, you're just like, okay, well, just go through the motions. We're gonna, I'm going to go to church, or I'm going to listen to the sermon, and just see what, see what they're talking about. Yeah. And then it's like, bam, you knew this was for you. Yeah. You knew you were supposed to be here. Yeah, I'm talking to you, ma'am. Yes. Ma'ams. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think, um, and so the the sermon, if you will, or the new series that he started today, it's called Reality Binge. How freaking creative. Uh, creative, and not only the, the biggest message that spoke to me, well, there were several, and I'm sure we'll get to many of them, but there were several that um, I think now more than ever, right, we have a tendency to, we were just talking about this a little bit, a tendency to identify with the labels that are placed on us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So that can be, um, I mean, it could be a million things. It could be, and a lot of times it's negative, right? We, we get in our heads and we think, I'm unlovable, right. I'm unstable, right. I can't do it, yeah. uh, it's just me, I'm supposed to be in corporate America. I'm just trying to think of, like, what are some things, like, negative labels that you place on yourself and thought processes? I'm not smart enough yeah. to do what I want to do. I don't have the confidence to live my best life. 
Nobody oh. wants to listen to me. Right. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Why would they want to listen to what I have to say? But the truth is that that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> All those things are not, they're just messages that we've kind of downloaded, I guess, across our life and taken them to be true when the fact is that there are people everywhere just like us. Yeah. And they do want to hear what we have to say and want, you know, to know that they're not alone. Like, yeah. we feel like we are sometimes. Yeah. And I think what his tagline maybe even was, I'm not even 100% sure, was I am who he says I yeah. am yeah. and not who they say I am, right. right? And so it's easy to get caught up in, you know, I'm, they don't want to hear from us. Mm-hmm. What do I have to offer? Mm-hmm. I'm just little me. And he, I think he brought it to Gideon and Judges, right? That's mm-hmm. pretty much where it was. And it was, um, it was good um, because I feel like, especially right now in my life, where I'm, I'm potentially going through a career change, right, and, and trying to do entrepreneurship, you know, figure out if that's what I want to do full time or if, you know, and to, okay, so I'll, I'll share an example, right? So recently in corporate job, right, it would, you know, I bet I've built seven years of a reputation a positive reputation and you know one person saying you know something negative negative really got me in my emotions and in my feelings and started making me question like yo am I like not the person who I thought I was, right? Like, yeah. it makes you, it makes you question those labels and those assumptions that people place on you mm-hmm. on, and judgment, really. It makes you consider and really wonder, like, like, am I that person, right? 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 Like, mm-hmm. what's really happening? And, 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 but it just goes to show another example of, like, one person can tarnish if you let it right your whole seven years of building your reputation i think that was really on time for me because this this whole thing you know wasn't about one person but it's about the labels that that we allow people to place on our lives that we actually get to the point where we so think about it and consume it that if we allow it where we believe it and then all of a sudden what happens right we stay stagnant Mm -hmm. and and we become those things right. if we let ourselves, right? right? So we become unstable or unlovable mm-hmm. in our heads. And so then we we push everyone away when it comes to relationships, when it comes to all the things. Or we say, oh, we're not good enough. So then right. what happens? We we never actually pursue what our vision of our right. goals our are. Our dreams and our purpose get pushed back because of just the opinions. Yeah. Because they don't know who you are really they just know a situation maybe mm-hmm. or a circumstance that happened they don't really know like what you are at your core yeah so that's a good question so based on the sermons today like and he you know and all these labels that we're talking about have you ever been in a situation where you allowed those labels to to dictate your life every like, day yeah oh god yeah I can, yeah Let's I got you. maybe maybe three years ago i probably would have or maybe with it, you know, even a year, I probably would have allowed those labels to define me a lot longer mm. than I do now because 
you know, I feel like I, and we worked together previously in um, the same role at, corporate you know, America. corporate yeah. America. But I think in that role, it's easy, especially to get defined by, you know, your team members, mm-hmm. right? Because they're giving feedback based on themselves and not necessarily thinking about all the work that you put in you know, in the back end and everything that you try to do for them, they, everyone pretty much, I mean, for lack of a better word, they're pretty selfish, right? So Mm -hmm. they just think, like, how you're affecting them in the moment and not necessarily what, right, bigger picture and what you're trying to do to help them grow and build themselves. If it doesn't fit their perspective or their picture, then it's not what, what should be done or it's not you know good it's not positive when in all actuality you know I know for me and for you because we've worked together for a while now like our goal is not to hurt people or to tear people down like we only want to make people better Better. including ourselves I think you know just knowing who I am today and what I give out to the world in a sense but you know my personality and my everything about me I'm, I'm fire like I'm so fire so Hello. for anybody else to try to tell me different you kick rocks too like I'm not even gonna entertain your thoughts at this point in my life yeah previously I would have been questioning and over questioning and overthinking all the things mm-hmm. but today I know who I am I know what I'm here for I know what my purpose is mm-hmm. and Absolutely. you can't just shake me with your negative Nancy mentality yeah or your judgment or your judgment right absolutely and I think um you know and sometimes it's it's easy to to say those things right Mm -hmm. and to read those things but it is a constant effort right of constantly anytime those energies come our way like it can be once a month it can be once every few weeks yeah it could be once an hour it could right yeah. and, and it's it's a constant I think most people you know a lot of people have said at least to me I'm sure to you is like how how are you how are you so discerning mm-hmm. and so confident yeah and it because it's a constant choice it's a constant like, like oh, yeah. changing your thought process mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen like you right. have to choose to change that thought process Absolutely. and and to believe it so um yeah I think that's great I think another thing so I don't um, well, I guess let's go to you for a second before I, um, so that was an overlying message, right? Mm-hmm. And in today's sermon was, I am who he says I yeah. am, not who the world says I am. Right. Um, did you have any other takeaways, um, from the sermon that you can think of off the top of your head? From you the sermon, share? um, that I can think of off the top of my head, just actually the story of Gideon and the fact that you know God gives us free will right Mm -hmm. to make these choices and even though we may or may not make (laughs) the choices that he would like Mm -hmm. he still loves us anyway Mm -hmm. he's still watching over us and you know trying to you know point us in the right direction but a lot of times it's easy to get derailed or distracted by the world right mm-hmm. false idols and all that little g-gods is what yeah that was my favorite yeah, thing my that he said <laughs> the little g-gods it was right? good to me too yeah it was, and it's a perfect like perfect yeah, way yeah. to describe it because they're not they're not real god mm-hmm. they're just you know people that we have placed on these pedestals in our lives that you know, we kind of look to for guidance and advice and really when 
know, God has everything that we need. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, well, in talking about the free will, one of the things that I think he said, which it, it totally set in my whole spirit, is he said, um, imagine if he, like, you know, he was talking about, you know, God giving us the, the choice, right, and free will, and he said, if you think about it, love without the choice wouldn't be unconditional, like, it, or when he didn't say unconditional, it wouldn't be love, right, right? so, um, love he said love without choice wouldn't be love and i thought that was just deep right yeah. like like that's a choice too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right it, it is, is. Every day. yeah exactly it's a, it's a choice that we make to love him and we get that choice and you know i think you know going into the next portion that he really talked and i think after that even um in episode two or three but right. i thought that was cool that he he broke it down into episodes <laughs> yeah. um as like an actual reality binge yes, right yes um, so good it was actually pretty cool but he talked about um basically right as it would relate to gideon and just um i think it might have even been episode two or one i, I can't remember the episode but um, you know, he was just talking about our rebellion mm-hmm. and, you know, how, you know, and man, did that speak to my whole heart. I feel like, you know, it's interesting and I, I feel like if I look over even the last, and I, I underlined this in my notes because it, he said seven years the Israelites cried out for help. You know, like, I've been single for seven years, and I feel like, I think it's possible you and I have talked about this, like, where I've, the majority of those seven years has just been going through the motions, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, it hasn't been until recently where I feel like I refound myself, if that makes sense. And so I feel like, you know, like, seven years I have wanted God's help, right? Mm -hmm. And I've wanted to be, like, God help me, and and find me right and he's been there the whole time but quite possibly I wasn't ready to make the choice or didn't make the choice right so I've I've made the opposite choice right Mm -hmm. it's just straight going through the motions and what really just touched my heart is honestly that God sees beyond our rebellion right because I've made a lot of poor choices right from as it would relate to dating as it would relate to sex right as it would relate to drinking, as it would relate to my lack of commitment to my personal goals, Mm -hmm. as it would relate to, you know, healthy, right? Yeah. Um, And so I feel like I have sometimes in this seven years um, not forgave myself. Yeah. Right? And got caught up in you know, choices that I made, and the consequences, because he also talked about that, is horrible choices always come back to horrible consequences, and he talked about that, so I feel like, um, you know, the thing, one of the things that touched my heart so deeply was that God sees beyond our rebellion, Mm -hmm. and even though no matter in the seven years that, uh, you know, I've been far from God, it's okay. Yeah. And he's still there waiting for me. Yeah. And the coolest part is that even though I'm still going through my crap, 
and my whole situation um, <laughs> you know he responds yeah even through all the crap that I actually often don't forgive myself for right and he still responds and and he said that even when we don't see it he's working in the dark and he's doing his part yeah through all of the poor decisions that I made. What did you think of that? I mean, I do you remember you talked about that? I remember, like, all I could think about is, you know, just the grace that yeah. that we're allowed and afforded that we don't feel like we deserve. But, I mean, we're humans. So, you know, if God can give us grace, why can't we give ourselves grace? You know? Yeah, and forgiveness, yeah. right? I think that's a tough one. Yeah. Grace and forgiveness. I think they go hand in hand. They yep. do go hand in hand. Hundred percent. And I think sometimes when we choose not to give ourselves the forgiveness and the grace that God gives us, that's what makes us stagnant, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happened to me over the last seven years, or you know, a portion of those years, is God has forgiven me yeah. and given me all the grace. But and I think that though I think it's easy for us to look at. Like, like we're saying, not giving ourselves a grace, but it's easy for us to look at the things that we didn't do right when there's so many things that we've done right over, you know, over your seven years, over my three years that we don't take account for in the moment. Like, in the moment, it's like, I didn't do X, Y, Z, right? Or I didn't, I didn't, you know, work on my, my business or I didn't, you know, take the classes when I should have taken the classes, right? But in the long run, the big picture, like if we really step out of that small moment, we've done a lot of work. We've done a lot of things to get us to this point. So when we get this message, we're ready for it. It's not just, you know, it doesn't fall on deaf ears, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that's how we started this, right? Is you yeah. always get what you need. Yeah. And that's the amazing part. Right? I think that's, oh man, I think but it's hard right because mm-hmm. think about okay so i'm i'm trying to think and be vulnerable because that's what we said we were going to do yes right? we did um and so okay i think in one of those big decisions that still sticks with me to this day and i think um you're you're aware of it there's two things that i would say that really haunt me or that i sh- not one thing that haunts me well ish not so much anymore because I've given myself grace and forgiveness. Um, but that haunted me for a long time was um, drinking and driving. Right? Um, yeah, I'm with you there. And, um, you know, um, but now this year will make three, four years. I have to go back and look. But three or four years where I, I did drink and drive and get in an accident right and that was with myself thankfully nobody else was hurt yeah Uh, but man that was I didn't get over that for a long time Uh, that was a tough one and thankfully I didn't get a citation I didn't get you know my car was totaled Um, I'll never forget it Um, it's interesting the officer officer told me like have you been drinking and at the time, I said no, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, and um, he said, just be honest with me. And I said, I had two margaritas. And um, he said, well, you need to call a friend. And talk about grace, yeah. right? 
like talk about God showing up in the moment, knowing the bigger plan that He has for me. Yeah. Like it could have been a, like when I say I totaled my whole car, mm-hmm. totaled my whole car. Yeah, it could have been something else. And you know, it's that, and I think the the hardest part for me to get past, like to get through that, and what I did not understand for a long time, actually, um, and. I, and as ironic as this sounds, caused me to drink more, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily drive more, yeah. but to drink more was yeah. the constant thing in my head is why me? Like, why did you save me? Like, right. and kind of what we were talking about, who who he says we are, yeah. and you don't believe it, right. right? And so you get in this constant, like, why me? Like, why did you save me? And that in itself is heavy, especially if you're not confident enough to live in that purpose that he has for you. And for several years, that's where I was. Um, And so I feel like, you know, talk about, you know, poor decisions and the fact that he loves us the same and and is working through it on the back end. But I mean, that's one example for me that has, man, that rocked my world. And not in a good way, right? Yes. Well, it always ends in a good way. But right. For right, right. for a long time. In the beginning, you don't see like where where this is gonna go, what what it's gonna into. And the crazy thing is, is, I had a very similar experience. Yeah. Last last July, um, where I I did the same thing, and you know nobody got hurt. My car didn't get mm-hmm. hurt. My livelihood was yeah. hurt. And if I really think about like the events surrounding that situation I could have made a better decision yeah I, I remember clearly and this is before I knew who I was really like yeah you know I had done you know it's a lot of therapy and stuff like that but I didn't know my inner voice and my inner voice before I left home that night said take an Uber and my outer voice is like why for what What's your why? You don't need to do that. You're gonna be fine. And I was not fine. I drove. I drank and I drove. And I had a ticket. And my whole life was turned upside down. What did that look like? It was the craziest, scariest thing I'd ever been through. Like I'd never been arrested before in my life, but got arrested. You know, went to jail and. I'm a person that looks for comedic relief in all things. You do, so which I is a, something I appreciate about <laughs> you, actually. I was a whole mess. Like, I went from crying to laughing every, like, ten minutes that night, you know, with, with the officers, you know, making jokes about the people that were coming in to the station. Did <laughs> you? you call it? Talking about, like, this guy looks like he's from Queen of the South. Like, with the officers, and they were like, why are you here? Like, it was the most insane thing. And then, you know, the, the end of it all, like, I got to get out because I don't have, like, a huge record. I don't have a record at all. But I got to get or out Grace. that same night. You know, Grace. Um, I got to get out the same night. I was, like, hyped about getting my Jessica Simpson wedges <laughs> back on. Because I had been walking around in these, the like, ugly <laughs> freaking slippers. 
they were the most ratchet, horrendous. <laughs> like they were like from the beauty shop. Are Chinese they the ones slippers. that like have the the prince? Yes, those <laughs> the brown, the brown uglies uh. is what we call them. The brown uglies. I had to wear those things. And when they gave me back my Jessica Simpson wedges, I was like, I'm complete. Like I got my Aldo bag. You conquered the and whole world. You know, just because I got my wedges in my bag, my Aldo bag, and my Jessica Simpson wedges, wedges, I could do whatever I want. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I still made a wrong decision. I should have listened to the universe, God, you know, my intuition, my inner voice that I didn't really know at that point. Yeah. And like we've talked about, like I learned because you have to go to so many classes, you have to do all the things when you get a ticket like that. I learned that it's not necessarily just me, but circumstances as well, like family, history, and not anything really that I can control unless I really pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like take the time to learn, okay, maybe two drinks is all and be aware be yeah me. be very very self-aware on what i can handle because i'm a person likes a good time boom you can right <laughs> I know. like that is so you I love we cheers to that cheers to a good time, cheers to a good time. like <laughs> we we like a good time and like good i don't time. think there's anything wrong with having a good time but you just have to know what your limit is yeah. i guess and what you yeah. can handle and whether or not you might need somebody to drive you home or need to get that Uber. Right. So you can have your good time. There's yeah. nothing wrong with having a good time. Just make better choices. That was probably the biggest thing that I learned. And I think in both our situations, mm-hmm. we were both afforded grace. Nobody was hurt in my situation. <laughs> or you, know, you are still 100% Just my here. car. Just your car was hurt, you know, in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, a reason. Behind it all, dignity. Yeah, I lost a whole lot of dignity. You ain't never lie, girl. Like think, like with you know, with jobs and careers and things like that. Like I, I think I was at a point where I didn't, I wasn't enjoying my career anymore. And that all kind of manifested in that situation Mm -hmm. for me, like not enjoying what I was doing with life and not wanting to be there, and then making that decision that ultimately determine whether or not I was going to continue with that career. Mm-hmm. It made it for me. So, you know, what's interesting about that, though, and I just want to put a disclaimer out there to say that drinking and driving is never okay, right? Hello. And, um, you know, know your limit, take an Uber if you need to, and, and or rely on friends even, yeah. right? Um, but with that being said, I think even back to the message today, right, was um, even though our rebellion and our decisions when we reach out to God mm-hmm. he's always working in our background always. and, and th- to that point exactly right so you were unhappy right yeah. in your career yeah. and what have you made a move on your own and I'm not saying drinking driving no, in yeah. that situation that's not what I mean at all right. by any means but the crazy part is how it always works yeah he always works it out for your good, mm-hmm. right? And and my Every good, time. and and everyone's good. Um, and I think that's the amazing part. Like just in awe, right? You yeah. just have to look in awe um, at the the grace and forgiveness and 
ultimately the love, yeah. right, that yeah. he gives us, um, even with our, you know, lack of judgment and right. poor decisions that yeah. we make. Free, that free will is something else. Yeah. And I think, like, my favorite quote is, everything happens the way it's For supposed to. Yeah. Not, even, not even necessarily good or bad, mm-hmm. but the way it's supposed to, to drive your mm-hmm. life, because now I'm more focused on my purpose in life and I'm you know not until December of last year figured out what that was mm-hmm. and for years and years and years and years and years because thank you to Facebook memories <laughs> 2009 I posted just trying to figure out what my purpose is I didn't find it out until 2019 mm. but you found out but I found it yeah. through all of these changes and challenges and tribulations and whatever you want to yeah. call it you know free will decisions <laughs> like well, and I think the other part of that is the people he places in our lives, yeah. right? Like, think of your astrology group. Like, yeah. think of, like, isn't it amazing, like, the people that he puts in our lives just to hold us accountable and to right. push us to do better and yes. be better and want better. Yes. Um, which, so we can share our story and people can learn from it and grow yeah. from it and learn about God and all the things. Yeah. One, um, well, I think ultimately just know that... I think especially in the times of social media right now, mm-hmm. people assume that everyone's out here living their best lives, right? right? And right. they don't realize what you've gone through Hello. or what you're even going through, right. right? Like, so for instance, and for instance is I'm out here, you know, trying to live my best life. I rented a jet ski for the first time ever on Monday, right? Like, went to the beach this weekend with my nieces and my sister, like, had a great time. Mm -hmm. Um, But nobody knows, like, the backside of that where I'm, like, literally really struggling with work, right? And my corporate job Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that situation, right? And Mm -hmm. so I feel like, especially in social media, everyone assumes that, oh, everything's so beautiful and we're all doing great things. And not even social media. And I say that because I haven't posted any of that on social media. But my friends, Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily realize. They just assume, like, I'm out here. When I say, oh, I'm renting a jet ski on Monday, they're like, oh, you're living your best life. That's a conscious conscious choice because I don't want to accept or, you know, I guess not accept. That's not the word. I don't want to. So that's another another point. Maybe for another day is how God oftentimes makes us so uncomfortable in the current mm-hmm. to push us where He wants us. Yeah. Because um, otherwise we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't move. We wouldn't make the decision, yeah. which you know goes back to you know my story. <laughs> like I was so unhappy. Yeah. And I didn't belong there for a, such a long time, but I didn't really know how to get out of it. And yeah. It, Give me confidence, right? Yeah, it happened for me. If you don't move, he'll move forward. Is there anything else that you uh, pinpoints you had from the sermon today? Not from the sermon necessarily. Um, I just thought, you know, as per usual, they always do such a great job of captivating, I guess, my attention mm-hmm. um, with the message that they bring. Like, reality binging is mm-hmm. so relevant because... Mm-hmm. Like he said in the beginning, it's what we've done since the pandemic has started, like binging on so many different shows or, you know, binging on Instagram and Facebook, like just scrolling aimlessly when, you know, really we should probably be focused on our own lives, right? Hello. And building ourselves up and, you know, 
right now, in this time that we're in, it's like the best time to just grow yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself, grow yourself, and just be the best person you can be. I think, and in this time, like this isn't related to the sermon, but in this time, to that point, I think because we've had to be quarantined and had to be with ourselves a lot more, yeah, it's been a good opportunity to find yourself either for the first time mm-hmm. or again. Yeah, And I think that's what it's been for me, mm-hmm. is just really finding the confidence that I used to want to have, you know, used to have fully mm-hmm. and for long many years um you know really lost like yeah. the confidence to create my reality and so i think that i'm gonna call it quiet time but really the isolation yeah makes you be with yourself and if imagine if you didn't like yourself imagine like and you have to do so the work and probably because of the labels that they accept that people yeah we really do And it's crazy how easy it is. I think a lie is so much easier to believe than the truth. It's so much easier for us to believe that we're not as good as we are than to believe that we're amazing and smart and intelligent and, you know, confident and capable and, you know, everything that we want to have in our lives, we are... It's available to us, really. Absolutely. But because the world isn't really kind of built like that, the world is really essentially built to tear people down. Mm-hmm. Really, like, you share yourself, and what we talk about a lot, just being vulnerable, is, is a little nerve-wracking. Well, when it's risky, it's, and it's it scary. Is. being honest and yeah. truthful, even though we know that there's so many people yeah. that are going through the same things that we are. Still, well, because it's it's most people don't own their mistakes, right? And yes, and I think it's because a lot of times we allow our mistakes to define yes. our present, right. right? Right, and so we, if if we own them, we are them, right? And unless you think differently, unless you believe differently, then it becomes you. Where I can look back on my drunk driving accident and say, okay, now, right? It took me some time to get through that. Yeah. Um, and, um, but I can look back and say, that doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. What am I going to use that situation? And like, how am I going to use that situation to one, impact people, yeah. but also learn from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and share that. And I think a lot of people just, it's scary it, because most people in this world judge, right? Yes. And we don't, we definitely don't want to be judged. Yes. For doing things that are human yeah like everybody goes through the same yeah. things like i remember when i went to my attorney and he was like listen there's judges out here that get dwis there's yeah. lawyers there's you know prominent people that mistakes happen yeah don't poor choices poor choices happen because they it happen was it was it was totally a decision to get behind the wheel and go home mm-hmm. when i shouldn't have because i Honestly yeah, speaking, absolutely. like, and before I've been fine, yeah. I felt fine. The problem was that I felt fine. Yeah. And I wasn't, so. And, and how we view a situation and we choose to, to be better and do better and want better. And that will um, continue to make poor decisions. Right. Because we're not perfect. Who's, yeah. Who's, who's that? 
Let me look around. Is there anybody perfect in these streets? No one is perfect. Something that I will tell you that I've enjoyed, like, over the last maybe week or so, mm-hmm. um, and over the summer, really, is just, like, spending more time with my kids. Okay. And, okay. you know, this week, like, I had been doing these walks every day. Okay. Right? Yeah, 5 o'clock in the morning, get that up. That challenge, girl, got you the, going. The, the Nike challenge. The family 75K has got, has got me up at the butt crack of dawn, you know, before the lights turn on or before the sun comes, comes up, up, right? Because yep. there's lights. There's just not enough of them because it, it'd be dark. Anyways, um, it's got me up. You know, my youngest, Scoop, uh-huh. comes with me on the walk ever since school started because she's very much a sporty spice. If, if that's the right time, she's the sporty spice, and she's like, I gotta get ready for volleyball, you know, nobody knows what these sports are gonna look like, but they've, right. they've sent these schedules out, and, you know, she does volleyball, she does softball, and she's super hype about it, so she's, like, trying to get her body conditioned, so she comes with me to these walks. We had a talk the other day, and it was probably the best talk I've ever had with her, like, it, it warmed my, like, my Touched heart. whole soul. My heart right now, I can feel just from the conversation that we had, like, thinking about it. We're talking, and she's like, you know, I'm not really interested in boys, and I was, I looked at her like a double take, and I was like, <laughs> is that right? Like, you're not interested in boys at all? She's like, yeah, I'm just trying to focus on myself, and I was wow. like, clutch my pearls, I'm doing something right, Jesus. It's probably you, not me. But I'm doing something right. The kid is not interested. And how old is she? And she's 14. She'll yeah. be 15 in a couple weeks. But she's a freshman in high school. And she's not interested in dating boys. And she told me that she's not looking for it necessarily. Right. You know, I was like, that's the best way to be. Just, you take know, take whatever. You know, if you're friends with somebody, that's cool. But you don't have to be focused on finding a boyfriend because a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of teenagers are like, I need someone in my life. I need someone to make fulfill me, and not even just teenagers. I was just gonna say that, girl, because it's a lot of grown folks, men and women, are like, I need a man in my life. I don't, and just. Listening what was the call for? Um. <laughs> I may or may not feel like I like a guy, but not necessarily need him. But um, next week, next week we can talk more about yeah. dating um, and go a little deeper because I know there's recently been some situations that, as it would relate to dating, that have had to check me where really? I had to own up and to apologize. Wow. And How did we not get into yes, that today? Oh, I, man. Next Sunday for sure. Yes. So um, Next week. Next episode. Absolutely. So yeah. we will talk to y'all yep. next week. Thank you for joining us for Productively Unproductive. Hey. We'll um, meet you here next week. We will definitely see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Toodles. Bye.